It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Grizzlies show. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. For this podcast, uh, the Grizzlies lose to the Rockets. Uh, man, that that game was depressing <laughs> as I record this uh, late Monday night that game was just depressing on a lot of things. I mean, uh, this we're going to talk through this game as much as we can in this show. Um, let's just get right to it because that there's a lot to look at here. Um, first of all, obviously, James Harden, 57 points. 17 for 33 from the field, 6 for 15 from 3, 17 for 18 from the free throw line. Just ridiculous. Just 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 ridiculous. In a game where you know you're not they're not going to have Capella, they're not going to have Eric Gordon, they're not going to have uh Chris Paul, uh three starters from their team and you know the only person you really have to stop and sell out to is James Harden and in that game he scores 57 on you. 36 in the first half. Just just insane to me. Uh how you can have that level of just that level of no focus and no idea of what exactly you're supposed to be doing on the court. The offense looked absolutely uh, like they had no idea what they were doing. The The defense looked pitiful in the first half. Zero rotation to the middle of the floor uh, for the drive. Um, almost like they were staying home on shooters, but you, you can't let uh, James Harden, Harden get unassisted drives straight to the basket. And then in the third quarter, they, they adjust and over-adjust to uh, step up too far with no rotation back out to the three-point line uh, on the weak side for, for wide-open three-pointers. And the uh, the Rockets score nine three-pointers in the first – or the in nine three-pointers in the third quarter. One quarter, just the third, nine three-pointers as a team. Um, it, it's, it really is shameful. It's just it's, the Grizzlies should be – uh, they should be angry in the locker room of the performance they put in there. Uh, just absolutely pitiful. Um, and I don't know where you go from here as the Grizzlies. Um, but just looking at the Grizzlies and, and this box score is not indicative of, of what the really a game really was because in that third quarter they were down 16, 17. Uh, at the end of the third, I think maybe even 18 going into the fourth. Um, so this box score is not indicative of the true game itself, but I will go through it anyway. Jaron Jackson with uh, 11 field goals, 31 minutes and 12 points, um, six rebounds and three blocks. Marc Gasol, uh, two for five, um, 25 minutes, 
one for four from the free throw line, two for five from the field, five points, four assists, seven rebounds. Uh, he did get hurt early. I got hurt. He had a stinger on his elbow. His elbow and and I guess maybe lost some feeling in his in his right hand, right arm. Uh, he was favoring that pretty well. It happened. I'm not sure what exactly play it happened, but after it happened, he uh, he actually airballed a free throw. Um, so he went off the court and came back to the bench and then came back in the game. Um, but I, you know, I'm not really ever sure if he was himself, but, um, you know, again, five shots for Mark, for Marcus all. If he was, if he was injured, you know, why come back at the game at all? As we continue, if we talked about with Marcus all, why, why hurt your team more and come back in the game more by, by playing hurt and not playing to your full potential, uh, Mike Conley, five for 10, one for four from three, uh, for 14 points. Again, that's not indicative of the actual box score. And we'll go through some specific notes I had taken here in a minute. I'm just kind of going through the box right now. Javon Carter, two for six, uh, eight points, 15 minutes. Garrett Temple, five for seven, four for six from three, 14 points, uh, three rebounds, 34 minutes. One, probably one of your best players. Jamaka Green, 22 minutes off the bench, four for seven from the field, nine points, three full rebounds, three assists. Again, consistent from Jamaka Green. You kind of kind of know what you're going to get with him. Omri Caspi was one of the better players off the bench as well. 25 minutes, four for six from three, or four for six from the field, two for two from three, uh, three rebounds, 12 points. Shelvin Mack, 23 minutes, five for nine from the field. Um, three rebounds, seven assists, 10 points. Again, some of those minutes coming in a backup um and a, and a trash game in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter wise, primarily the game was pretty much over at the end of the third. Um, the Rockets score thirty three in the third, thirty in the second, um, and the Grizzlies score nineteen and twenty two in the second and third quarter, respectively. So again, just not something you can have. It, it, it these are things that are still very confusing to me. Um, and we're going to. I got some. I took some notes on the game. Just it's easier for me to talk about the game as the game just happened because it's kind of fresh in my mind. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and go through those notes and kind of talk a little bit more about the, the game that happened. You know, because the box score again is not indicative to everything that went on this game. It was because the game was over by the third quarter. So there's a lot of garbage time minutes. So we'll take a quick break, come back and talk about uh, this. Kind of get more in depth. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. Grizzlies lose to the Rockets in Houston, 112-94. That is the sixth road loss in a row for the Grizzlies. Um, In a game where they let the Rockets shoot 18 for 48 from three. Uh, and the Grizzlies shoot 10 for 22. Uh, the Grizzlies shot 50% from the field, uh, but don't let that don't let that uh, number 
um, misguide you uh, to the actual problem that they shot um, 13 less, uh, they had 13 less shot attempts than the rockets. The rockets shot the ball 13 more times, um, and, and, and was, was much more efficient in those shot attempts, uh, especially, and they had 18 more threes, uh, they shot 48 three. I mean, just, just, just an insane number, uh, really. But, uh, to, to look at, so, so you, the Grizzlies have a guy in Justin holiday who honestly, I said on this podcast on Monday, I thought they were going to start him. Uh, they ended up starting Jim. Vaughn Carter in his play or in uh, Kyle Anderson's place and having uh, Temple play uh, Temple play the um, the kind of the three spot and so um, starting Javon was kind of a out of out of not of nowhere I mean it it was an interesting thought I get it what you're trying to do you're trying to kind of keep the bench together well that was my initial thought was you try to keep the bench together you go with Carter let him uh play some defensive minutes on on Harden and kind of let uh, Mike uh, be able to be the offense there and, and the idea is, is you know once you think about it like that the idea is not bad um and actually Javon played good on Harden it was it's really played him quite well um there were some mistakes here and there like you know he was planning way up high at one at one point where He's so close to his body that it would make it extremely easy for Harden to drive right by him. Um, you know, and those are I think those are chalking up to more rookie mistakes, especially playing in a um in a guy with a guy like Harden against him. I mean, he's very, very adept to uh the way you're the way you're playing him and how can he, he best take advantage of that. Um, but I, I thought all in all, he, he was playing quite well. He came back out in the second half with the starters, and then for some reason JB pulls him you know, like three minutes into the third quarter and puts in Omri Caspi. And I love Omri and he played a great game, but I thought Javon was playing solid defense on, on Harden. Um, he had two possessions in a row. We took some kind of bad shots. One was like a pull up three, which I get, you know, you, that that's not the shot Javon should be taking at all. You're out there for one reason only you're out there is to deny Harden the ball as much as possible and make his life miserable. That's it. That is your only uh, that's your only job out there. And then for some reason, I, for, I have no clue, uh, Javon Carter gets pulled and Omri Caspi gets subbed in, which, yes, Omri brought some energy and had played well in the first half, but, you know, there's no reason to sub, in that, or sub him in that early and, and really take the rotations, get them out of whack. Uh, Javon doesn't see the court the rest of the game. Well, excuse me, he does see the court the rest of the game in basically garbage time in the last – part of the fourth quarter. So somehow JB managed to play a guy as a starter and in garbage time at the same exact, in the same exact game, which is actually impressive. And I've never seen that done before. Probably Justin holiday, um, a guy you gave up two players and two second round picks for played just seven minutes before it was a blowout. Seven minutes. The guy who largely everybody thought would be the, uh, get the bulk of the minutes, uh, played seven minutes. The guy you gave up two second round picks, two players played seven minutes. I, I, I get the idea. I mean, I, I've already said it on this podcast that you overpaid for Justin Holiday. Whatever you thought you were getting with Justin Holiday, you you weren't. But was he better than the players you sent out? Yes. Did you have to? Did you need to include the two second round picks? No. Whatever you think of seven round, second round picks, by the way, you should think of them as a good thing. They are assets. They are currency in today's NBA. Don't let anybody tell you that second round picks don't matter. Don't let anybody tell you that you just oh you just buy a second round picks, not a big deal. You just get one. You just buy them in the draft if you want them. That's not it. They're currency. That's what you use to get Justin Holiday. If you if you're a Justin Holiday fan, 
second round picks are what you got you the player because they were bidding with other teams. And so they had to include the second round picks to get the player. But this guy you went out and get to be the off the bench wing uh, in, in a, a point where your depth is basically none at the wing spot. He gets seven minutes. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. That that's, that's that's crazy to me, um, you know. If you want a guy to get in, in, in kind of get into the offense, learn the defense better, you, you have to you have to play him, especially the guy that you think uh, you're probably going to bring back this year. And if you don't bring back Justin Holiday this year, it's even more of a waste of assets from this team to give up players and picks for a half of a year rental for a guy who is decent and hasn't even really helped you, and that's it. You give up assets for a year rental when you're not even a playoff team? Doesn't make sense. Um, some other things that happened, Green, Temple, Caspi, Carter, Jaron, and Shelvin Mack all had uh, all had more shot attempts than Mike or Marcus all uh, before that game was hard at hand. Let me read that list again. Green, Temple, Caspi, Carter, Jaron, and Mack all had more shot attempts than your franchise players, your star players, Mark and or uh, Mike Conley or Mark Gasol before that game was really out of hand. Think about that for a minute. Your franchise players, the players you're playing the most money to, couldn't manage to shoot more attempts, take more shots than all the role players combined or all the role players on this team. That is unacceptable. That is not how you win games. It seems. It seems like a rational conclusion that your two best players should take the most shots because they're your best players. Mike Conley, one shot at halftime. He had one shot at halftime, and he was 0 for 1. Mark had four shots at halftime, and I think he was 1 for 4. So between your two best players, that entire first half, you had you had five shots. They took five shots for you. That That is unacceptable, and, and you can't sit here and tell me that that's uh, you're, you're riding the hot hand or, or that's just the way things go. I mean, that's, that's unacceptable. There are no other players that are, that are quote unquote stars in the league that are going out and shooting one shot at halftime or shooting, uh, in Mark's case, five shots the entire game. Now, Mark was hurt. Maybe, I don't know. That may have, have something to play into it. And if, and if he is, then take yourself out of the damn game. Understand that you're hurt, and by playing hurt is worse than playing and taking five shots. Understand that you being on the bench and maybe letting them play someone else is probably better than you taking five shots and making two of them and really not doing anything else, especially on the defensive end. It does not make sense. The Grizzlies' rotations defensively were atrocious in the first half. Atrocious. Uh, they continue to let people get wide open for threes, as we talked about in the first segment. The Houston Rockets had nine shot attempts in the third quarter. In one quarter, made nine threes. That is insane to me. Um, and I keep saying it's insane because a lot of this stuff just doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. It's hard to kind of decipher this any more than, than I already have just kind of a quick like, post-game reaction like the game ended like 10 minutes ago. Um, so... You know, without really diving further into it, it's it's on the surface. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it don't. You know, some of these things I can I can rationally explain, like 
the Javon thing starting, like I probably wouldn't have done it. That's not what, if, you know, if I was in charge, that's probably not what I would have done, but I kind of get it. I, I get what the thought process is there. Um, and I, quite frankly, I'd like to see hey, Javon get more time. Um, and I think he probably might, you know, he might be a good player, but we won't know if he's sitting on the bench. That's, that's for sure. Um, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll come back and we'll do the last part of this uh, show. Again, I got a few more quick like, nuggets here that I took just notes that I was writing down as the game was happening. That we'll talk about that after the break. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the show. Um, Just continue to talk about this Rockets game. So uh, as we're going through my notes from the game, um, Houston Rockets, they played the, the other, the other big thing that was huge. And I actually tweeted this out at the beginning of the game that, um, the Grizzlies, and this was actually before they, 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 they sized down, but the Grizzlies, they started in an A, um, and PJ Tucker as their three slash or their four slash five. And the Grizzlies on the court at all times when they're playing Mark and Jaron had, the best two big men on the court. And so it's a little like, it's, it's like the Rockets. When you have, you know, Harden, you have Gerald Green, you have other people out there that are really, really good three-point shooters. You want to play to that advantage as much as you can. This is why they took 48 threes. You want to play to that advantage as much as you can. And I actually tweeted this out at the beginning of the game that the Grizzlies had the best one four or five, you know, the best two big men on the floor with Mike and Jared on the floor. At any given time, if they're both on the floor, they had the best two big men in the floor. It, it, at any given point, at any given point in that game, they had the best two players. And they had to take advantage of it. They had to play through those guys. They had to take advantage of it. Um, literally just played like you, the Grizzlies used to play like this with Mark and Zebo. They would bring the ball up the, up the court, uh, run maybe one pick and roll, the one one screen, and one action, and throw the ball to Zach, and Zach would go to work and score a basket. That's it. That's all the offense was. And we screamed about it at the time. We screamed about it. We said this is ridiculous. You can't just that can't be your one-dimensional offense. You have to have three-point shooting. You have to have someone to kick it out to when they start doubling Zach. But the Grizzlies, that that's what they should have done. They should have brought the ball to the floor, put put Mark on one side of the floor, give him the ball, let him go to work. When they start double teaming Mark. Do it on the other side with Jaron. They start double teaming Jaron. Jaron and Mark are smart enough basketball players, are good enough basketball players to throw out of the post, to pass out of the post. As long as they're that the 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 person they're doubling off of, as long as that that player flashes to Mark or Jaron to where he can it can actually see him because if you get doubled as a big man, the uh, your teammate who is open now has to flash to you where he you he can be seen so that you can actually make a pass. If that doesn't happen, then they can't pass out of the double. But Mark and Jaron are both smart enough to be able to do that. 
And I tweeted this at the end of the game that they have to just, just play old school Grizzlies basketball when you had two really good big men and you just came down and he threw the ball to, to Zebo. And sometimes there was no screening action at all. You just came down, you threw the ball to Zebo, and that was it. That was the offense. That was the extent of the offense. And that's all they had. Um, and the other part of the offense was throw the ball to Mark. And the third part of the offense was a high low between Mark and Zebo. And that was it. Beyond that, there was no offense. And we, screamed about it for years of how you had to have three-point shooting you couldn't hadn't you could not play in the playoffs and have this one dimensional one dimensional offense well you know what there is the grizzlies need to start right there because most of the time the majority of the time their two big men and mark and jaron are the best two big men on the floor on most nights just player versus player uh against the other team and then and then the Houston Rockets go basically all guards in like the third and fourth quarter. And, and, and you still, for some reason, can't take advantage of the only advantage you have, which is your big men. How, for some reason, does Jaron not get the effing ball on every single possession when Mark's not in the game? How, and for, for, for whatever reason, I don't know, you can't throw Mark the ball in the post and let him go to work. You have to take advantage of the advantages that you have. You have to see those things. You have to be able to understand this is the game plan. We have the better players in this in this area. This is how we take advantage of their weaknesses. And yet, for some reason, it just doesn't work. It, for you, you, you can't for some reason, understand that this is your advantage in this situation. You have the better players. Let them do something. Uh, instead, you end up with like shoving Mac, dribbling around the possession, dribbling the ball around for most of the possession. Um, and and Jaron Jackson, you know, he, you know, even in a garbage game, he only has eleven attempts. He should have thirteen attempts every single game. You know, I, I just it, 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 even when the the Houston Rockets somehow play James Harden on Marcus on defense. All the time when they play, when they play the Rockets, Harden is on Mark, ends up on Mark all the time. And the Grizzlies never, ever make them pay for it. You know how you get James Harden off from Marcusall, or you know how you make them put Nene in the, uh, because they're playing great with a small ball, basically all small forwards and guards, wings and guards out of the floor. You know how you make them stop doing that? Put them in the post. Take advantage of them playing smaller players. Just like they take advantage of that same situation of you playing bigger players on their offense and they're making those big guys try to run around screens, try to come off the screens and they're just dropping three-pointers. They're, they're making those big guys move out to three, the three-point line. They're making those big guys moving in and out of the lane. Just like they do the exact same thing to you on offense, you have to do, them to, do that to you on your offensive side of things. And at some point, things will give. And for the Grizzlies, it was... It was their defense. It was it was the uh, Rockets' offense that gave and scored a ton of three pointers, especially late in the third of that fourth quarter. Um, and then, for all that being said, the Grizzlies basically or the the Rockets basically have no center on the court all the time, and you trot Joe Kim Noah out there for what reason? Are you trotting Joe Kim Noah out there when they're basically playing a lineup of all guards? You brought Noah in here for. Uh, defensive rebounding, defensive. Or you brought him in there for his defensive play and rebounding against bigger centers, and somehow he's out there when they're playing all guards for what to score against them? Because that shit ain't happening. Uh, let's see. Let, let's just. I mean, even in Noah's uh, 
box score. Two points, one for three, with seven rebounds. The most rebounds he's had in a long, a long time. Two points. So why are you playing Joachim Noah at all out there whenever they have basically a super small lineup out there? What, what benefit does that serve you at all besides maybe a few offensive rebounds? To the tune of two offensive rebounds for, uh, excuse me, yeah, two offensive rebounds for the entire game for Noah. So what does that do you at all? You either, either play your big guys and take advantage of the big guys you have, Gasol, Jaron, or roll with a smaller lineup and put Jaron at the five, Gasol at the five, go with Rab at the four, something like that. I mean, Rolling Joakim Noah out there for 11 minutes is, is just is just insane at this point. Um, when he's you know giving you, especially against a uh, a a guard heavy uh, a wing guard heavy lineup of the Rockets, uh, he doesn't give you anything, especially on defense. Uh, they're just gonna t- they're just gonna eat him alive, and he definitely doesn't give you anything on offense to be able to do anything at all uh, to take advantage of their. Uh, their smaller lineup. So uh, just uh, uh, so many weird things in this, uh, so many weird things in this game. And I probably over, I probably ranted enough as it is in this, uh, in this episode, but it just, you know, there's only so many questions and, and, and th- things I can kind of take down in notes. And, and, and we still have, uh seems like we have more questions than answers at this point, because in a game where you thought we'd probably get a uh, pretty normal lineup of holiday son at the two, you get just some weird stuff uh, happening all around, but the Grizzlies end up losing one twelve ninety four. They go back, they come back home uh, for one game at uh, Wednesday against the Bucks. Uh, then they play the Raptors and um, the Celtics, I believe, on Friday and Saturday. So, um, you know, I'm not sure they win any of those games. Uh, they, they, I, I think this game was the most winnable game you had out of all four of them, especially with the uh, Rockets being down three starters and you still can't find a way. Not only do you not find a way to win, and I said this, I tweeted this as the game was happening, you have to sell out to to James Harden. If Austin Rivers beat you shooting contested threes, I don't care. I'll come out here and say, that's fine. You You live with that. You do what you do. But you can't let James Harden get uh, get drop fifty seven on you. You can't let James Harden fit, drop fifty seven on you. You're not even competitive in a game where they didn't have three starters uh, and and one guy, literally one of their players, is, did all the damage. You just you just can't. I mean, you got at least you have to at least be competitive in this game. If they if, if they had lost by six and he's in kind of normal rotations or whatever, and it's you know, it's, and James Harden scored 35, 40, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, James Harden's good and the Rockets are good and it's just another loss. But uh, some of these things in this game are just kind of inexplicable. Uh, and and to not even you know to not even show up and you know to not even to not even really make it a competitive game in the second half was, was very disappointing to see from the Grizzlies. Uh, they get blown out and, and I, I suspect that they'll probably, um, the, it'll probably, uh, continue to happen on Wednesday and then on Friday and Saturday. And the Grizzlies will come back home next Monday, uh, with most likely a record of 19 and 27. Um, and then our bad spot, cause they, they can't be bad enough to be good, get a good draft pick because there's so many people that are ahead of you. Um, you can't really be good enough uh, to be in the playoffs, and you got to just try to keep your head above water to get rid of that pick this year and, and move on from from kind of getting out, uh, under Boston's thumb, if you will, just kind of get rid of that pick and and move on. So uh, they're in a, they're in a bad spot. 
Um, but the Grizzlies, uh, will again, lose to the Rockets 112-94, take on the Bucks Wednesday night. Again, if you haven't followed the show already on Twitter, make sure you follow the show at LockedOnGrizz. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at King underscore producer. Uh, if you want to be a feature sponsor on this show, please email me, LockedOnGrizz at gmail.com. We will have a conversation. Our audience is growing by the day. Until then, make sure you find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, or just go to LockedOnGrizzlies.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.